You are now listening to On Cue with Kwane. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is On Cue with your host, Kwane. Y'all, we are back with another episode ready every Wednesday at 12.04 p.m. to talk about topics that may have been addressed on the surface, but not in enough detail. These topics include, but will not be limited to, finances, parenthood, spirituality versus religion, and even education. If you are new here, I welcome you. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to me today. If you are returning, I thank you so much for returning. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, either on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Google Podcasts, so you'll be notified when another episode drops. Y'all, we made it to the season finale of On Cue with Quane Podcast, and I wanted to do something just a little different. I wanted to invite two people on as we talk about overcoming heartbreak. First, I have my friend. She's been my partner in crime. I have Shayla. Say hi, girl. Hi, everybody. And of course, I had to get someone with wisdom. She's my older sister. She's an evangelist. She's an up and coming entrepreneur with her clothing line, Nobby Life. Y'all give it up for my sister, Kiki Zakia. Say hi to the people, girl. Hey, y'all. Hi, hi, hi. We in the building. So y'all, we just going to get right into it. I don't want to hold the listeners too long. I wanted to talk about something that I can relate to so very much. I want to talk about overcoming heartbreak, um, you know, how each of us experienced it, um, how we dealt with it, what was our coping mechanisms, and what tools or what aided us to overcome that? Absolutely. Okay. So I guess I'll moderate because I'll just be intertwining. So Shayla, I'm going to just start with you. Like, what has your experience been with heartbreak? Like, have you dealt with it before? Uh, I've absolutely dealt with heartbreak several different times, um, several different relationships. I'm somebody who could fall into fall in love easily so it's easily for me to be heartbroken different times so absolutely what does falling in love easily look like for you what did that entail I would say and actually honestly maybe not falling in love but more getting too attached too early um and so you for me just getting obsessed with a person or just like you know that's my boyfriend I love them and them not feeling the same way. That's where a lot of my heartbreak came from. Just basically ignoring the fact that they don't feel the same way about me or ignoring the signs that say they don't feel the same way about me. So were there trigger points? Like what, what did they do or what, what actions did they have? Or was there a certain thing they would say to you to make you like, oh, I'm about to get obsessed or I'm about to get to that point where you're like over obsessing, like you said, or... I think in any relationship, if a guy meets a girl, you know, obviously they're they're pulling out all the stops because they they want you to Definitely. they want to pull you in. You know what I mean? And so for me, instead of taking it slow, I just jump in here first. Like, OK, you know, he want to take me out or we had a good conversation on the phone or, you know, whatever like that. Just being too hasty without seeing that person's true heart. OK, so you were just somebody that just automatically just went in like you just 
you jump into like eight feet of water just and then you just end up drowning because you just didn't have your life jacket you didn't look at the fact that it was eight feet God, that sounds so bad but yes we're being honest so yes I, that's how I was sis what about you Keith? what you I mean how was it for you have you experienced it like were there trigger points yes I've definitely experienced heartbreak sometimes we can try like be like don't nothing really affect us and it doesn't really matter but behind the scenes at the end of the day I definitely was kind of like devastated um uh, heartbreak for me was just actually you're dealing with somebody and you're in the one-on-one and back in the day this is probably about because I'm 41 so this is probably about a good 20 years ago um it used to be like we're talking you know what I mean but you would be talking to somebody but really getting involved with that person even though the title boyfriend and girlfriend was used kind of loosely but in the town that you lived in, everybody pretty much knew that y'all met, so y'all right. talked, so y'all were seeing each other. Um, and so I was in a situation with that, um, and I guess the heartbreak kind of came in when uh, I really found out that the dude was fooling around with somebody that was in my same area. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when I went to want to talk to him about what was going on, um, his answer was more or less like just to separate kind of like so the fact that it wasn't a whole lot of energy put in us fixing it and getting it together um it was just easy for him to be like you know what I think we just need some space and I knew that for real it was so easy for him to do that because he actually was already seeing somebody or phone with somebody that was in the same area that I was in wow so yeah well I kind of you know, of course I was going through, like, when I was thinking about this topic and overcoming it, like, of course, you know, I've been in a situation where, you know, of course my heart was broken. And I feel like mine was a combination of the pair of you. Like I didn't go, I didn't jump here first until later on, but I definitely try to play like a front. Like it wasn't like that, but behind the scenes, I was already deep in and but I feel like too and I want y'all take on it like I feel like that I was somebody that was already born with a broken heart I feel like that you know my upbringing and everything I feel like that the only reason why I tolerated what I tolerated which caused my heart to break is because I just wasn't secure in myself I I never loved myself I feel like if I was made just a little bit more whole if different voids was filled like for example by my dad or whatever I feel like some of the stuff I tolerated I probably wouldn't have tolerated but then it's like I don't know like I'm trying to be balanced about it but what do y'all okay so I'm just going to say a little bit definitely Kwane the confidence I can see what you're saying um I can relate to a certain point that confidence is a very important thing to have and I do believe that it comes from um, being a child on up, having the proper support from not just your father, but your mother too. But of yes. course, the father figure helps to build you up when it comes to another male. Yes. Um, so definitely, I feel like that when you're confident, then you're definitely not so easy mm-hmm. to take on anything or to accept anything. And I can relate that as saying that if I was really confident, then I wouldn't really have settled for the talking type thing and let the girlfriend boyfriend thing be used loosely. It would have been like either you with me or you're not with me. Yeah. Um. So definitely, I think confidence is something that definitely, um, if you're lacking, 
Um, and if you didn't have someone building you up from a child on up could cause you to really become susceptible to the devices being used when it comes to relationships that can cause heartbreak. That's what was you going to say, Shayla? Um, I was going to say similar to what um, Kiki was saying about, you know, just like if you were brought up in a certain manner, you know, or shown enough love and different things like that, you'll know your worth as a person. I think knowing your worth is also important. Like what she was saying, knowing what you're going to put up with, what you're going to accept, what you're not going to accept. I think sometimes we overlook things because there's something deep down inside of us still desperately wants that. You know what I mean? But if we didn't, if we felt like that we were good enough or like, listen, it's somebody out there that's willing to commit to me. It's somebody out there that's willing you know, I don't have to settle for this, but I feel like when you don't know your worth and you don't know who you are, you will put up with those things. Yeah. And I think for me, it was definitely because, you know, people that listen to me on this podcast, y'all already know, I, I always say more than I should actually, that I was never the chick that wanted to be talked to. I was always the front of the chick. So I was never getting attention like that anyway. So when someone starts showing that, outside appearance of showing you attention and all of that you kind of bypass those red flags that you usually start to see you just kind of just collect them and just put them away until you're ready to use them as a weapon when you're arguing you know what I mean so I definitely feel like for me I think just looking at the root of it I just feel like I was already broken there's still there was a crack in me just from the beginning but I feel like once that situation happened like I just shattered. I just like lost it. So, you know, just moving along with it though, like when you actually experienced the impact of the heartbreak, what did that look like? Did you cry? Did you, like, what did you do? How did you feel like when that incident happened or that rejection happened or whatever it was that happened? Like, what was the feeling like? I say that for me, when it ca- when it came to heartbreak in a particular situation, and this is like so crazy. It's like if a dog is biting your hand, mm-hmm. why are you still going? You know what I mean? Why are you not trying to get away? I love so that. So for me, I held hand. on even in the midst of my heart being broken. Yeah. You know I mean? And so I, I'll say in the same situation, I experienced heartbreak over and over and over. Most of the time, caused by myself and Kwane, you and I had this conversation before. Sometimes we can break our own hearts, Mm -hmm. you know, just by holding on to a situation. And so for me, you know, I held on until I got to a place where I was just like, you know, this is a lot. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to not call that person. It wasn't easy to not, you know, to to, to really just like let go and just be like, I'm not going to do it. I had to call people to be like, listen, stay on the phone with me because he got to stop over here real quick. And I, you know, it hurts. It hurts so much and it's hard to break free. So that's my experience. KK. Well, uh, I actually, it's, it's a hurting type feeling. And I'm glad that you actually um, took the heartbreak and showed it in a different way, Kwane, where it didn't just have to be about with a male, because you said you feel like from birth. Mm-hmm. Um, because I definitely, I've experienced heartbreak from family members. It's mm-hmm. almost like you feel like what you give out, you don't mm-hmm. receive back. And mm-hmm. I think okay. as um, African-Americans, sometimes 
we just always have to be bold and we always have to push through. So we always act like we don't need nobody. We can do it all on our own. But I've learned that there's nothing like support. And when you really don't get the support from the people that you love, that's a form of heartbreak as well. So speaking from both situations, um, heartbreak coming from family and then heartbreak experiencing with this relationship, I guess that's still relationship um, with a significant other and with your loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, it is heart-wrenching. It hurts. Um, you're vulnerable. Um, you're weak. Uh, you know, it, it is, I tend, you, you fight through it and you put up a facade for people. Um, well, that's how I am. You know, pretty much, you know, mm -hmm. it don't matter. But behind the scenes, I had to wrestle with it. You know, mm -hmm. after a while, things start dictating to your mind. You know, you'll go back and forth. Uh, you'll have strength to say, you know what, I ain't fooling with it. I'm done. I'm over it. And there's another side that says, oh, but I miss them and I feel crazy. And so it was like a wrestle back and forth. And I definitely cried. And with the male situation, this is embarrassing, but I'm, I'm going to be transparent <laughs> because I find that folks don't be transparent. I used to make up excuses for them to have to come see me. Oh, hey, you too? Oh, <laughs> oh I would be like, I got a headache and I don't have any Advil or Tylenol in here. Ooh. Like, can you bring me some Advil? Can you bring me some Tylenol? Like, oh I used to make up things just so that person would have to come see me. Um, Needing to borrow something. Yes, I did that. Anything. Oh yeah, that's how desperate or... um you know, that's how much I was yearning for the attention or to be in that person's presence, um, even after the heartbreak. So I find that even after your heart has been broken and you're hurt, it still doesn't disconnect the draw or the mm -hmm. feeling that you have for the person, mm -hmm. which probably is why you wind up like crying and going through it. Like I said, I used to make up excuses. I'm like, hey, can you bring me some Advil out here? <laughs> Even though in my mind I had said, I ain't fooling with this. I'm done. It's over. It's a wrap. So I went through many emotions. I wrestled. Um, I actually went to places that I probably thought in my natural mind I would never go. Um, so it's a serious situation. I definitely, and I could take it a step further from the favors. I used to be like in my mind. I would put myself in certain locations saying, he going to see me. And if he see me, he going to want to talk to me, <laughs> which is a desperado move now that I look back at it. But in that space, I definitely went through stages. I remember I cried. I would just cry. I cried so much and I would sleep. Key, I don't know if you remember, but I remember mom and them thought I was pregnant because I would just sleep so much. I just slept and slept and slept and I would just daydream. I would fantasize. I would just reminisce off of what we so-called had because that's all I had at that point. Like I just, right. I just, I just remember just sleeping. And every time somebody would ask me if I was okay, I would just boohoo. I would just, I completely lost it, but it was so funny because I was already warned by God that either you end it or I'ma end it. So, you know, I just ignored it. And then like three or four months later, he ended it. And I was just like, I, was, I wasn't ready, but I definitely can relate to them favors. 
them trying to be strategic about him seeing me. Definitely <laughs> about that dog biting your hand and you still holding on because I would hurt myself even by looking on his social media. You know, God, don't say nothing if they moved on. Like, I, I oh man. It, it, and I feel like that's like self destruction you hurting yourself every time that you looking on this page every time that you just looking for something and you find something or somebody say something about them then you just automatically just go back to that Mm -hmm. and I and it's like too I never pictured myself getting over it like I just was like there's no way that I'm gonna get over this there's no way that I can see myself get over it but looking back at it now I'm just like well lord I was going to say, I definitely agree with you that I feel like you go through stages sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in a place with heartbreak, like y'all said, where you go, I'd be in a low place. Like, I'd be in a dark place. Kids seen me before. Just like, they like, is she going to come back from this? It's like a dark place, you know, just like depressed, like almost out of it. And then also, too, with my situation, he was dealing with me and someone else. So you begin to question yourself. Yes. If you're good enough, what's wrong with you? You know, you go through that stage and then you go through a stage, like you said. So then you're trying to see them, you know what I mean? Or you mm-hmm. trying to get back in or they're trying to get back in and you let them back in. Yes. You know, and in this case for me he had another girl. So for me, I also lied to myself. That's another form of heartbreak because mm-hmm. even I'm feeling like, oh, he dealing with me, so he don't love her. Mm-hmm. Lying mm-hmm. to myself. You know what I mean? And so I felt like because he was dealing with me, he didn't love her, even though mm-hmm. she was the one that everybody else, he took around everybody else or he took her on trips and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like you definitely go through stages and you had to come to a place where you just like, I got to get out of this. Because you literally are breaking your own heart. Like you said, now I'm looking at his social media. I see he done took her here. He done took her there. But I only get some parts of him. Girl. You know? Girl. And speaking of that, get you have to get out of that. So that just brings up just the whole next, I guess, stage of that. Like, what does that part look like? What, what did that look like for you, Shayla, when you just, what clicked to made you realize, like, I got to get out of this. Like, enough is enough. You know, yeah, I'm hurting, but let me just start to get myself together. What did that look like for you? I'm not going to lie to you and be honest. When I finally got to a place, I had to be honest with myself. I had mm. to literally say, he don't want you. And he don't love you. Like, that's so harsh. But Mm -hmm. that was my reality. And it helped me to climb out to the point. And I'm going to be completely honest. um, Him and I were in the middle of, you know, being together. And Mm -hmm. I just stopped and was like, I can't do this. Wow. He looking at me like, what you mean? What you got somebody? And I said, no, but you do. (laughs) You know, I just couldn't believe he asked me that. But it was at that moment. Like, I wasn't alone by myself and stopped ignoring his calls. He was right there with me, Mm -hmm. you know. And it was a journey. Like I said, I might have been on the phone with Key. I'm like, Key, stay on the phone with me because he got to come over here real quick. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just like I had to pull myself up out of it. But it started with me being honest with myself about who he was and what I needed. Key, what do you think? I'm going to say, for me, it was like a a self-check. You feel what I'm saying? It was like, definitely self-love plays a big part because you have to really love yourself enough 
to be like, I'm, I can't take myself through this. Like, you know, this is pretty much crazy. I deserve better than this. So for me, and I was pretty, I was young. Um, it was more or less like I had to kind of like check myself. And there, to me, there's a period when it's really heavy. And anything in life that happens mm-hmm. that hits the heart, that hurts you, right in the first 24, 48 hours, it feels like the whole world is about to like crumble mm-hmm. or you're about to die. Yeah. Um, it's making it through that part that you have to make it through where I used to sometimes just want to go home and go to bed or whatever else. Um, so it took, when I got past that 24, 48 hour, um, well, you know, a little bit longer than that because it probably went on for a little bit longer than that, but I really had to check myself and stop putting so much attention on him mm-hmm. and what he was doing and who he was seeing and what he had going on and start putting some attention on me and start building me. And when I started to build me, then other niggas started to see me, honey. Listen. Uh, and when that started to go down, it was like replace, okay? And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes people, I, I'm a firm believer of not jumping into a bunch of new relationships. Right, but right. I'm also going to say, sometimes you need someone to help come build you up. Yeah. So first I started building but pouring that energy that I had that was focused on him and what he was doing and who he was seeing, I took that energy and poured it into me. When mm-hmm. I poured it into me, then I was actually able to catch the eye of somebody else. And I took it slow. But that person helped build me, let me know uh, there's more fish in the sea, baby. Yes, you do not got to be focused on that one person. And that actually helped bring me up out of that situation. I definitely can relate to that. But mine was kind of like spaced out. Like, I feel like I was so broken, y'all. I couldn't, I, it wasn't no, it wasn't no me realizing that I had to get myself together. I just remember going to a church service and I don't know if y'all know about the story in the Bible. It was this story um, about somebody having a baby, but they end up dropping the baby or something. Do y'all remember that story? I don't. This lady preached about it. It was like this story in the Bible, but you know, I went up there for prayer and then the minister was like, well, you were the reason why I came, yada, yada, yada. And I just laid on that altar and I just cried it out. I was just so transparent with God. I told him how, even from the beginning, I've always dealt with this, not feeling love, not feeling, you know, secure in myself. And then I got myself in this situation. I knew I shouldn't have got myself in this situation, but Lord, you know that I never felt love. You know that I wanted a man to love me. You know how I just really wanted, you know, somebody to just love me. So I just found myself in this predicament. I just cried it out. And then like, after that, it kind of started getting to better. That's when I got the motivation to be like, let me just go ahead and just move on. But another thing that kind of helped my situation, it was just like, we were done and we were done. Like we didn't talk. I didn't really have access to them because I wasn't really on social media at that point. So I couldn't look on his page or anything like that at that point when he, like when we were finally like done. Um, I think that really helped me like tremendously. I think it helped that I just, um, wasn't able to have contact with him or to see his stuff or whatever. Tom definitely helped me, but I would actually say I started to tap into where Key is saying within the last year. I feel like that 
I have grown so much. One thing the pandemic has taught me is just to be real with myself, to be honest with myself, with myself, God, and everybody around me. And I feel like, you know, I have to take responsibility for what I allowed. I allowed this person to do whatever he did. I allowed this person to influence me to do what I did. I have to take responsibility for my part. He's not the 100% villain in this. I have to take responsibility for what I did and what I allowed. He didn't break me. I, I, I consented to most of the stuff that happened. You know what I mean? And with me just facing the music, with me just being honest with God, I found myself slowly starting to get to know myself. I found myself um, getting passionate about things and going after things and going after goals. And I have grown so, so much to where I just feel like that the healing just naturally came. Like, and I went to a stage where I thought I was over it, but then I found myself still mad. And now I can honestly say that I wish them well. I wish them completely well. I don't have no grudges or anything like that. And that's honestly a good feeling. It's honestly mature growth. And I just, I'm just kind of flabbergasted as to, I just never thought that I would be able to be in this place, this place where I love myself, every inch, every curve, every dimple, me on the inside, just realizing what I bring to the table. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, I can agree with you, Kwane. You said something um, because I think it's easy when we get out of a situation to blame the other person entirely mm -hmm. um and not that you want to because sometimes we can put things on us but that don't belong to us however right. in certain certain situations and certain things we if we were the ones that allowed it for mm -hmm. so long you know what I mean um so I definitely agree with you when you say that I want to add something man because I think that um one way to avoid heartbreak um, in some situations when it comes to relationships, I think that sometimes um, people get with people. So you have so many different kinds of people in the world. You have skinny, you have tall, you have big, you have light skin. You got, and people have a certain liking to a certain thing, attracted to a certain thing. Mm -hmm. I just feel like sometimes we are with someone and we're just cool people. Yeah. And since we're cool people, yeah. people can get with us. But we have to understand whether or not that person is really attracted to us. Right. If we really do it for that person. Right. I find that a lot of times females hang on to males and you already know that you don't totally do it for that person. They show right. signs that they have an appetite or a fetish for something else. And I think that just opens the door to heartbreak because in that situation, they can still be seeing you. They can still be texting you. They can still be calling you, but they have an appetite for something else. And so their side eye is always open. And that was also a situation with um, relationship I was in. I knew to a certain degree that he had an appetite for something else. Um, and that didn't stop him from coming over. That didn't stop him from wanting mm -hmm. to have sex with me. That didn't stop him from texting me, us going out and having a good time. But I also knew that there was an opening for something else for somebody else. Right. And I think that sometimes we try to ignore that. Mm -hmm. And if you ignore that, you're just prolonging somebody else coming in the picture or something else happening to show um, that he, you wasn't enough. 
And also that can mess with us because in that case, then we start thinking that we're not enough. When you are enough, you just was, wasn't his flavor. And that's fine. He has a right. We all have a certain thing we're attracted to. Um, I found that that actually opens the door to heartbreak. I see people in relationships all the time with males who I feel like their side eye is always open in case Mm -hmm. somebody else comes through that's a little bit more of what they really want. Mm-hmm. And then they settle in the meantime for who's already in their face and who they're already dealing with. Right, right. And so right. I think as women, we have to pay attention to that. And it's okay, okay, you, you know, I'm not fulfilling you totally. Because there's nothing worse than being with a man that is not totally gone over you. Right. I think every woman deserves to be loved. And that has nothing really to do totally with material things or outward things. It has all to do with another human being tapping into you, who mm-hmm. you really are, and mm-hmm. being overtaken so much by your inner beauty that your outer beauty and they collide and they just love you. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's something to take um, responsibility of, of just not being that person's flavor. And I think that was kind of hard for me initially because I thought, I communicated as it being, I'm not good enough to where I'm just not fitting for whatever they was looking for at that time. And then to keep in mind, I was very immature. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure, you know, taking responsibility. A big part. I was horrible. I mean, I ain't going to say I was horrible, but I definitely was. Would you say maturity on both sides, Tony? Because sometimes I feel like that a male is so immature that you're so gone off of what somebody else is putting as to be what it is. Like, so, you know, so yeah. much on images that social media or the males are talking about that you miss your diamond that was right in front of you from immaturity. I feel like sometimes males, and then later on in life, they see this well-developed, grown person, and they're like, wow, no, because you was immature. You couldn't see what mm-hmm. was already inside of me anyway, and you didn't have the power to help develop it. So I think sometimes on both ends yeah. that um, not only is um, the uh, are we, but sometimes I find the male is immature as well. Yeah, I definitely think it's all about where you are. Maturity plays a big role in just a lot of a lot of things. Just a whole lot of things, and sometimes too, what it made me learn. You know, and to be honest, I wasn't never 100% completely myself anyway. So in a sense, I was already settling. Like, I'm already settling just for the mere attention. And I'm not even 100% comfortable with you. Not not even at all. And it's no shade to anybody. But I'm just like, I just wasn't myself anyway. So it's just like, what? I just felt like I put myself through so much changes. And I think Facing the music, like you were saying, Kate Key, you gotta face, you gotta face, and you gotta take responsibility for certain things. And then, and it's hard though; it's so hard to like face those realities. Like it's just not it. He's not into you. You know, you need to move on. I know it's easier said than done, but it definitely rips the bandaid off. I think um, I definitely agree with Key is saying about you know. I think it goes back to just being honest with yourself. You know also too and I think about myself in different situations and like lying to myself or being immature so I liked for people to say you know he don't want that girl she ain't all that or you know I like to hear people come against their relationship 
you know, and that was a part of me just still holding on or looking for hope when that was who he wanted. You feel what I'm saying? And, I, and so I lied yeah. to myself to be like, oh, no, he must not really want her or whatever the case like that. And without being and you cause your own self, like he said, that opens the door for heartbreak. Because if I was already honest and seen the red flags, I went down a whole road that I didn't even have to be down. Now mm -hmm. I'm looking for family members and different stuff i'm fishing through conversation with his brother trying to get him to say something against her you know to make myself feel better and mm -hmm. he ended up saying like I always knew they would end up together and now i'm sitting there looking dumb mm -hmm. i actually popped up on a birthday dinner for him one time i got invited and i popped up on a dinner and yeah it made her uncomfortable the entire time and and i'm feeling good in my flesh about that but guess what after it was over she had a big surprise party and guess what? I packed up my stuff and I went on my way and I felt stupid afterwards because what I went to go do lying to myself, I end up feeling crazy in the end because you, you can't lie to yourself through an entire situation. And then you, you come out looking crazy. It's like, girl, you should have been moved on. Yeah. For real. Yeah. But I, you know what? I think that sometimes there's some things that you're like, you know what? I could have avoided this and this can have to happen, but it makes us better. It does. It builds us up and makes us better yeah. so that when it's time for the real thing, um, we can look at it through diff different eyes. If we're willing to learn from our mistakes, yes, um, so it makes us mature. It helps to mature us and it helps us really to help somebody else. I think mm -hmm. it's all a part of life and growing pain. Some people say they've never been through heartbreak or some people act like nobody. I think that has to be a lie. Um, I can't. Uh, you know, say 100% like that's a lot. But I mean, I think all that is a part of life yeah. and just growing up. It definitely is. I don't see, I definitely don't think that I would be who I am today if I didn't go through that. And I know back then I, I probably wouldn't have thought nothing like this. Like I'm so more outgoing. I'm more assertive. I know who I am. Like I I really took the time last year to get to know me. Like, so if a if a person asks who is Kwane, I can now answer that question. If they ask like simple questions, like what inspires you? What makes you happy? What are your hobbies? I can answer those questions. But before I'm just going by mere feelings, how you made me feel for that moment. Like I didn't really know you for you to know if we were, like he said, the real thing. But if y'all could give advice, the top three things, to overcome heartbreak, what would you say? Shayla, I'll start with you. Oh my God. The top three things to overcome heartbreak. I think it starts like for what I said for my own experience is just being honest with myself about some things. Um, and I, I think also too, you should take the time out. If you if you're heartbreaking like broken, like crying and different stuff like that, you should take the time to get it out, whatever the case. But definitely yeah. being honest with yourself about the situation um also to just taking time to get to know yourself allowing yourself time to heal you know like he said not moving on too quickly mm -hmm. i think that's important i think in the past when i experienced some other heartbreaks i my way of moving on was talking to somebody else but in this particular case i didn't do that you know i took my time to heal um get to know myself understand what i was worth 
you know, really take time. And for, for me also too, I'm not going to leave God out because I prayed to get out of that situation. When I got up the nerve to say, I'm done with this, I was already praying to get out of the situation. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Lord, you got to get me out of this because I can't, I don't, I don't see no way out of this. I don't see myself being able to get out of this. So definitely prayer helped me, um, taking time out to heal helped me. Um, and I don't, I guess I would say that's three things then. Honesty, being honest with myself, praying over the situation, allow and allowing myself to heal as well. Key, what you think? What would you tell someone the top three things to overcome a heartbreak? Okay, definitely, I would say face reality. Do not try to create no story. Do not try to talk yourself out or talk yourself down or what's really going on in front of you. Like, face the situation, face reality. Um, and um, like Shayla was saying, do not lie to yourself. I'm still adding that with face reality. And face of reality is being able to face the truth. The second thing I would say is self-love. Begin to pour into yourself. Begin to, like you were saying, find out who you are. What makes you a great person? What areas of your life that needs work on, okay? What allowed you to fall so susceptible to that anyway? Like, begin to find yourself, pour into yourself, um, whether that be educating yourself with reading books, going to sit in in seminars, getting around women that have wisdom, pour into yourself, okay? Then my third thing is find something to do. Yes. <laughs> occupy your mind and yes. occupy your time because I find that when you're sitting around and you're doing nothing the mind is a playground all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. are going through your head and before you know it that phone begins to call your name to send a text to go on social media and stalk people's pages. But mm -hmm. if you find something to do with your time, it will take your mind away from focusing on the heartbreak and the situation and the person. So that would be my three things most definitely would be face reality, self-care, pour into yourself, and find something to do with your time. I definitely agree with that face reality. And Shayla, did you say take responsibility? Key, um, I don't think I list. I don't think I listed that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I definitely think <laughs> that facing reality is a big thing, and I think even with facing reality, no, you said something about like, you said something about feelings. What did you say? For my top three? Yeah. No, you didn't say nothing about. I don't think so. Oh Lord, I don't I'm know where. I don't. <laughs> but anyway. When it comes to facing reality, I feel like in that, like facing like your feelings about it, dealing with those feelings about it. I remember my sister Shy told me like, Kwane, you are going to cry. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and cry. You're going to have moments when you're going to cry. Cry, get it out. Get it out. And then keep right on moving. That has helped me with so much, even like with grieving, with different things that um, go on just throughout the week, the work day. Like I posted on Instagram, um, not too long ago like it's nothing wrong with just getting to yourself and screaming you got to let it out it don't mean you're a crazy person but you know that was an adjustment for me because in my family I was brought up in a situation well in an environment where being vulnerable showing emotion was looked at as being weak so I just 
try to hold up a ground, trying to prove a point. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all right. When for real, I was devastated. It was terrible. So I definitely want to add that to my list. You got to face reality, deal with those feelings, face it. You know, those who know a word of prayer or it, it don't even have to be fancy. Like, just open yourself up to just really tell the good Lord what is going on. Because okay. it's just some things that I couldn't pinpoint or fix. I mean, for me, I just had to cry it out. I had to just talk to God in plain English to just Thank tell you. him what happened the best way I could. And I believe that he just took it from there and it takes time. Mm-hmm. I think time, you got to let time do its job. I feel like definitely cut communication. Like do not talk to them. Okay. Don't, don't text them. Don't call them. You see them. Hey, how you doing? Keep that jaw moving. And it's not even about you being bitter, but it's just all in like closing that door and really moving on like i definitely think that cold turkey thing facing reality and what would be my third one what key said find you something to do <laughs> get you something to do some hobbies because you know the word of god says idle hands is the devil workshop that's what it say i don't know if it's in read or not but that's what it say so get you some hobbies read a book the weight was a good book for me during that time you um, really thought that was a good book? Is yeah, that it was a good book. Her husband, right? Huh? Megan Good and her husband. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. That's where I got the whole get to know yourself thing from. I had a hard time getting through that book. I yeah, started it was all right. it many times. Now, I don't know where that book is today. <laughs> I don't know what I did with that book, but I definitely got it from Amazon and Maybe I read that book. My house. Maybe you left it there because I was wondering where it came from. I started sure. reading it. Oh, you reading it now? <laughs> no, I don't have it now, but I'm saying a while back, I was trying to read it and get into it, and I never could figure out where it came from, you know, but I was tried it. Yeah, I just started to get to know myself, and even in my blog, I did, like, this blog challenge, and it asks you questions about yourself to get to know the blog or whatever. Like, once I start answering them questions, I'm like, oh, okay. So I started, like, and then find being alone it does have its moments where it's just like, good Lord, especially when everybody named mothers get married. But there are moments where you can embrace, like it feels good to just come home and just do your own thing. So you got to look at the positives too. So I guess, yeah. And with falling back in love, you just made me think about that too, or falling in love at all. You should know who you are. Like you said, get yes. to know sometimes you get in situations, like we said, and you don't know who you are. So if yeah. you take that time to get to know yourself, then you'll be prepared, like he said, for the next thing. And speaking of that, because I was going to ask that, but I didn't, you know, but it flowed right on to it. What have you taken away for your experience with heartbreaking, with being heartbroken or what you've learned or whatever you've done that you can take as a tool into your new relationship moving forward? Well, I think for me, it's putting up with certain things. Like I just already know what I'm not dealing with. I already know. And I, I don't know too, if that has made me a more like too much of a strong person at different times, because sometimes I can be a little bit much about, you know, arguing or whatever the case like that. Cause I'm determined that I'm not going to be hurting. And that might not actually be a good thing. I'm sitting out. Well, I think it's a balance. What do you think? Do you think it's a balance? Um, yeah, I would think it's a balance. Um, I think that, well, let me go back. 
I definitely think that a person definitely should know what they're opening up with, period. Um, that's going to help uh, you to be able to say, I went through this before. It's going to set a standard for you. Um, and then being too strong, I don't think that if you're putting, if you're setting boundaries for your relationship and there are boundaries based off what failed before, mm-hmm. I don't think that's in the category of being too strong. And I think that in a true love situation, that once you set the boundaries to discuss what you're not going to have, if that person's for you, it will balance itself out anyway. I definitely think I agree with that. But I, yeah, I definitely agree with the balance part because one thing I've been actively practicing is not collecting too many red flags. You only can stand, because I've been a person that's been stood up and everything. You only standing me up once. And I'm only catching you in a sticky situation with another person only once. It's not happening again. And I've literally been practicing with like talking to different people. Once something go on and I talk to you about it and if you do it again, we're done. I'm not even arguing with you. I'm letting you know that we're done. Properly communicating why we're done and just literally be done. I'm not entertaining things that I would entertain prior. Like I definitely, but I want to make sure that I'm carrying the proper attitude. I don't want to be that angry black woman that's just nagging on people. I definitely want to carry the proper attitude with it but I'm not going to repeat myself when it comes to like some things I feel like you shouldn't have to repeat yourself on such as faithfulness trust and I think that I'm more I feel like me being honest on this honest journey I guess I'll call it I'm more open to like open myself up to people and I think that I wouldn't have done that if my heart had me broken sometimes I gotta break your heart to open it so that's good ain't it <laughs> we're gonna quote that i learned from the taking to my next relationship is that it's okay to have a broken heart it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay let life take its course sometimes we fake the we front too much and then sometimes we build up walls and oh, those walls saying. do not help us at all it's okay. You're going to be okay. Trusting God. He's going to bring you through. It's all a part of life. There is no growing. There is no achieving. There is no rising if you don't go through pain. And so I learned that, okay, broke my heart. All right. I'm going to move on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm going to learn from my mistakes. It's okay to feel vulnerable. Yes. It's okay. So that's what I learned. I learned that I don't have to act like, no, he ain't hurt me. Mm-hmm. He ain't hurt me. I ain't mad about it. I don't care. Ain't no nigga get to me like that. No, nah, I learned that. You know what? I misjudged that one. It's all good. Mm-hmm. I'm human. My heart still beats. It's still blood running through these veins. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to get back up. And I'm going to learn. And I'm going to try again. And I'm going to be as open with this relationship that I was with the first one. Yeah, that's, that's key. I, I was yeah, say, I because what that. happened is, is that we that. start putting up walls and start mm-hmm. being like, I ain't, I ain't, nah, I don't want, nah, I want to love and I want to be loved. We cannot be loved if we can't give love. And right. you can't give love if you're playing games with walls up. Mm-hmm. Right, I want right. you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I want to be with you. I want you to know how you make me feel. I want you to know that I want to see you tonight. I want you to know that. And I want you to respond back to me. Respond. Talk to me. You feel what I'm saying? And if you say, I don't want to see you and I'm not feeling the same way, I might feel, you know, okay, then. Then this, I I understand this is not for me. 
<laughs> I understand this is not for me. I'm moving to the next person. I'm still going to express some feelings. I want to be loved. I want to see you. I'm falling in love with you. This, that, and the third. Yes, I want to be Kate. open. Yes. I understand. I love that. Those were so cringe things that I would never say back in the day at all. But I felt it's it. okay. But it's okay. I definitely agree with that. I'm I love that be more because open. I think that sometimes in relate after heartbreak and stuff like that, we do build up walls and we don't even know how to be in our next relationship because of what happened to us. And we don't want to get hurt like that no more. We don't want to get played like that no more. I think I love that nugget that you dropped. <clears throat> I don't, I, the minister stepped in. Kiki stepped in. Well, you know what, baby? <laughs> you can send me my offering. Thank you. I got a cash app. I got PayPal. Yes, yeah. yes. Bless the woman of God. Yes. Eric <laughs> has spoken on tonight, church. Listen, I told y'all. I told y'all. I told you. A lot of people can't say they got a minister as a sibling. So God bless. Listen, that thing might creep in at any time. Hmm. Stay tuned. <laughs> no, I bless God for y'all because I actually just see this song in, in both of you guys' lives and actually. At the age that you are, you speak much wisdom. Whether you see it, recognize it or not, at the age that you are, you're pretty young, you speak um, much wisdom. So, I, I, you know, that whole, the seed has been sown in all three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we should thank God for. I mean, everybody don't have wisdom. God has given us, to some extent, wisdom. And some of our wisdom came from experience. We had to experience it so we could learn. And then he brought us back up from it. He knocked sure us down is. with it. But then he brought us back up with it. So um, that seed is in you two as well. Oh, God bless and you, And this actually, this conversation blessed, my, blessed me tonight. Oh, sis, look at you. It did. It gave me light. Yes, it definitely did. And I'm even going to make sure that I take the nuggets that y'all said and just keep that in my little purse. Just keep that in mind. Keep that on a sticky keep it or in something. Your yes, keep it in the purse to carry it around because you just never know when you might need to remind it. I'm telling you, because we can be so emotional. My dad used to tell me that all the time, y'all are just emotional. And I can be an emotional. For somebody that didn't show emotions, I'm a freaking emotional person. It's ridiculous. But But God made us that way. Yes. We're the weaker vessel. Yes, we are supposed to be the weaker vessel. And I need to be okay with that. Praise God. But I definitely was feeling you when you would just let yourself out just saying how you love them and you want them to know like that just you gonna do that me. in that relationship oh i'm telling y'all ain't gonna see me i'm looking <laughs> forward to hearing about it yes do you have a tape recorder because i would love this is to recorded. hear i would love to hear you opening yourself up like that yeah but you know what y'all i in my brain i was just thinking i had already pre-wrote in my vows okay oh wow mm-hmm. Yeah, not all of it, but I got a snippet came in my spirit. I said, oh, I'm gonna write that." Yeah, not a snippet in your spirit. Yeah, I, I'm trying to defish. I'm trying to what's the word defish? So you're not already waiting until you get him. You anticipating what he gonna be? Yes, I am somebody's wife. I ain't crazy. Come on here, somebody. Somebody. I don't know. We got to figure out how our paths can align. But no, there's no way God wasted me. There's no way. Come on here, honey. There's no way that God is Do you ever look in the mirror? I've looked in the mirror the time I say, Good Lord, all oh, this is going to waste. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that because I've had three kids. So <laughs> I don't do that. 
okay? I don't, you don't look I, like you had three. I don't have that privilege. Yo, but Key, I'm telling you, if you was a fly on my wall, I tell the listeners too, you would think I'm conceited. When I tell you I be pumping myself up, like, sis, where you going? I literally be like, yo, sis, where is you going? Where are you going? Sis, what is you? I be in the car, like, feeling it. I'm telling you. I don't want to be cocky, but good about yourself. what I'd be like, sis, if my face turn out right, like, yes. what are you doing? Where, no, you need yes. to take that off. You don't need to go out there with that. Take it off. Uh, and I had bad. my, my aunt Darlene told me, my aunt Darlene told me like walk in the room. I'll never, ever forget that. You put your shoulders back. You walk into the room. You are the room. You walk into, and ever since then, sis be walking in the room and it's not even on walk in the room. Walk in the room. I love it. I love it. And I'm I'm kind of grateful for the heartbreak, even though I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy because it's a terrible thing. But I am grateful just to go through it because there's a rainbow at the end. I feel like to be perfectly honest. And we talk about God's rainbow. That's the covenant. The covenant. (laughs) The covenant that God made. Yeah, we're not talking about no prayer. We don't do that here. Um. I was just going to say, I feel like I'm still dealing with learning who I am, if I can be transparent, learning who I am and um, being secure in myself without comparing myself to people and different things like that. I still do that. I still go through that. So that's still a process for me. I ain't going to hold you. I think it's always going to be a process. It's a process for me. I think it's always going to be a process and it comes like there's sometimes where I might see something that I'm like, man, I don't. certain things I would like to wear. Like I ain't got the shape for that. I can't wear that. I can't, I can't wear that. I'm kind of a realist to know what I can and cannot wear. I can't wear it. But I mean, it comes, but it's just, you gotta, it's a process, especially when you go through changes, you know, you've had children. Your life is not your own. Like you got, I mean, I'm, they're separate. There's balance, but I mean, you're a mom, like, I've heard more than one mom go I'm through. I'm a mom, but listen, I would not mind getting that bottom layer of stomach fat cut and tucked. Okay, God bless I, you, I sis. <laughs> I'm scared to go under. I can't do that. Me too. Because it's just gonna have to take this. <laughs> and, and, and I ain't gonna let it go. But you just, I'm not going through these changes that they're going through. I, I can't. You don't even need to. You or key. Just some little push-ups and stomach crunch. But see, you and Key got a shape. I I, I don't have a, a shape. I carry what I carry well thanks to a waist trainer, but y'all got a shape. Now, I, now just for the listeners, I'm not, you know, squared off too bad. But I'm Man, just... you got a shape. <laughs> don't she got did a shape? Come, did nothing come from our lineage out of shape, sweetie. We just got different shapes. You got one. Well, I got one, but not the one. i'm just kidding (laughs) all y'all shape is better than mine but i mean it's not even about that i just i'll be i'll be still shrunting though like i do got the shape praise god right absolutely (laughs) praise god praise god but i you know like he said i don't want to cut anybody off did y'all have anything else y'all want to just share while you up here i thank y'all so much for just joining me on this episode. I wanted to make sure I had two people that I knew that can definitely relate. You know what I mean? People that um, are able to collab and vibe and, you know, we known each other, we known each other from basically birth. You know what I mean? So 
it was comfortable. You know what I mean? As always, you know, we've had uh-huh. this conversation on and off the phone. You know what I mean? So it's nothing different. Uh-huh. It's just a record button's on. But, you know, even with y'all just supporting me on this podcast journey, I thank y'all for y'all support. You know, I've heard y'all tell different people came back to me saying that y'all mentioned that, you know, I have a podcast. I thank y'all just so much for just bearing with me. Even the listeners, I thank y'all so much for you know, being with me through this, you know, podcasting thing, it was just a spur of a moment type of thing where I just up and decided it started on a napkin. My cousin's husband just gave me the name. He wrote it on a napkin and it just went from there. And I just want to thank, you know, Shayla Key for being on this episode and supporting me and just sharing love, even, you know, people that's not here with us, but listening. Thank y'all so very much. But before we go, like, Tell us where we can find y'all. Y'all on Instagram, Twitter, where you at? Who want to go first? I, I just want to say real quick, thanks for having me, Kwane. I had a great time. You know, I was so excited. I love to talk anyway. I really try not to talk too much. Yes, you do. <laughs> I am a conversationalist. <laughs> Whatever. You know, no, seriously, though, I do love to talk, but I did enjoy myself. I want to say, Kwane, that, you know, I am proud of you for stepping out. You're not a transparent person where you had, you wasn't a transparent person that you could share stuff. So I know this is like a big step for you to to allow people in and talk about those things. So I thank God for what he's doing in your life concerning and just your testimony and, you know, helping people through as you share, you know, different parts of your life and your podcast. So I thank God for that. Of course, you know, Kiki always dropping them nuggets. Girl, listen. And um, so I'm I'm on Instagram. My name is Shayla Scott. I don't have anything. You know, I'm gonna get something with a ring to it one day, but that's my name on Instagram. <laughs> okay, I want to say to my sister Kwane, I'm so very proud of you. And for real, that's how things get going. It starts on a whim. You know what I'm saying? And God is taking this and he's moving it. I'm so thankful for all the people that you've met just by this short period of time that you started. Um, and I just say that it actually gets greater later. And of course, you can find me at underscore, underscore, I am Zakia on IG. I also have my own little online boutique. It's called Nobby Life, and Nobby means chic. So come over there, www.nobbylife.com. I also have an IG page for Nobby Life, which is Nobby underscore life. Period. And I'm gonna drop that Period. link into the I'ma drop that link in the description so y'all can actually go straight to the website. Like we ain't I mean you can follow her on Instagram yeah, as well, but we're gonna lead you thereby to the website. Okay. Thereby. And um <laughs> thereby on the website. And, and dip your feet in the water when you come. Come on! Dip your feet, dip your feet in the water when you come to the page. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, online black entrepreneur. <laughs> Shop Nobby Life, you guys. I have some pieces from Nobby Life. I got some jewelry, a bag. I have some outfits, and it's quality pieces, you guys. Not cheap, nothing like that. Get you some. Get you some. Okay. I'm telling you because the glasses is a everyday for me. When you just don't feel like it, you need those oh, yeah, type of glasses that when you just don't feel like it, it covers your whole face. I just Come don't on, feel man. like it. And they stay right in the roof of my car. I'm telling you. So y'all, for real, I'm not even just saying that because she's my sister. I ain't about that because people should know I don't wear stuff that I don't like. 
not gonna do it. No, but you I, 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 I wear the stuff mainly her accessories because I like it and definitely the high waisted jeans because they tuck me in. But I listen, y'all heard it. Go follow them, y'all. Go on the website. Go find these people. I'm gonna link it down in the. I'ma link it down below in the description. I thank y'all again so so very much for bearing with me for seeing me through this 15th episode, the season finale. Once again, this is on cue with your host Quane. I'ma see y'all back in the fall. Peace. <laughs>